This is Illegal Tender, Season 6. I'm Stephanie Semkos. I'm Josh Kreinberg, I'm the Chief Administrative Officer and General Counsel for Puppy Spot. And Puppy Spot is a company that helps customers find puppies from our network of screened and vetted dog breeders all across the country. And so we do, we put a lot of work into the screening portion of, of the breeders. We, we have a scientific advisory board of regulator, former regulators and veterinarians, animal ethicists. We cooperate with American Humane to kind of really put a lot into making sure we're dealing with sort of the best, the best breeders. And then we've got a website where our uh, puppies have photos and videos and descriptions and uh, consumers navigate to the website. They find a dog that they're interested in. They'll talk to our puppy concierges on site. They'll walk through different types of breeds and dogs and what's, you know, what's going to be a good fit for them. We screen the customers to make sure that this is going to be a, a lifelong placement for the dog, you know, 10 to 14 year commitment. And then our breeders then take their dogs to a veterinarian, a licensed veterinarian administers a health test that we've uh, set forth and then we we confirm with the customer go over you know the results of all of that and then we travel the dog to the customers using a variety of different travel methods all designed to sort of the most humane way we can the puppies can travel and then the customer gets the puppy and they in turn take the dog to their veterinarian they they go through a health test and then we have a health guarantee that uh, kicks in a 10-year health guarantee after that Oh, wow. um, so that's basically the business. It's you know your typical thing of taking a traditionally very kind of local, high touch and feel experience, adding a level of subject matter expertise to the screening part, and using leveraging the internet to really kind of help people extend beyond locally to to find what they're looking for, and at the same time to build that trust piece that otherwise is missing from having your own visual inspection, being able to you know meet with a breeder. Right, because when people arrive at the decision to get a dog, right, they mm -hmm. know that they're in, well, you know, you hope that someone is in for this 10 to 14 year commitment, unless they're adopting a senior dog. But, right. anyway, you know, sometimes they, they arrive at the decision sometimes and it's either out of like a depression or a vulnerability. They had just lost, yeah. it, they had lost someone very close to them. Yeah. It's, it, it, they, they arrive at the decision and it, it's a really exciting time. And yeah. it, you know, it's like, it's like welcoming like a new baby, a new member of the family. So it, it's this process that, that really is emotional for people. So Absolutely. a little bit of, of longing and desperation. Mm -hmm. So maybe is, is that sort of how these scams start is it is it just like this confluence of all of these emotions and and that's when they strike I, I you're, you're you're absolutely right you hit the nail on the head it's it's such such an emotional 
part of your life to, you know, get a new furry family member. And it's, and it's a, you know, it's a, it can be incredibly fantastic, positive thing. And, you know, they're, they're so great for, you know, emotional support for, you know, just interaction for, for even for physical wellness, you know, just, you know, you exercise and you're, you're just, you feel better that it's, it's, that's what makes our business such so fun is the making those matches, but it's also what makes people so susceptible to something like that because they really, you know, you're right. People will be, they'll have anxiety, they'll be depressed otherwise, and there may be one reason that they're looking for a dog. And it certainly, you know, it certainly opens them up to being potential, you know, victims of something going wrong. Yeah. When someone wouldn't use, I guess, I guess my question is like, the opportunity for these scams is so great. Yeah. People just want to find, you know, I grew up with a Bichon. So yeah. it's something of I like, have one. Oh, you do? Yeah. yeah. Oh, if I, I can find him, I'll, I'll, I'll pop him on the camera here for a oh second. Oh, my God, please do. I will. I'll find him for sure, for sure by the time we're done. I'll find him. Oh, so. good. <laughs> so it, it's, it's, I mean, you know, and our Bichon, who's, you know, it was past many years ago, but he came into our lives when I was in the fifth grade. That was well uh -huh. before the yeah. internet. You know, that was something that, you know, I, I mean, I don't want to go to that. That's going down a whole tangent <laughs> that I don't need to go down to. But, but it's fun tangent to go down. <laughs> I know, memories. <laughs> memories. You know, these scams, people are just like ripe for them, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if I just searched, Bichon puppies and Google. Yeah, what would come up? Would they all be above board? Would Would it be a mix? Is it hard to tell? I, I'm I'm nervous that I'm going to turn a bunch yeah. of cynics right now. But yeah, it's really good questions, and your search results would be a mix. Hopefully, you would see you know puppy spot up there pretty high in your search results yeah. and obviously we have a service that we put a lot of effort into making sure that that's you know really helpful to people but you'll also see and you'll see some some individual breeders that have that will be listed there and you also will see some listing sites that are you know actually legitimate commerce listing sites but that are just they're just a basic you know like classified type ad but you will also invariably see some folks that are that are out there that are not legitimate that will be will be some of the results that you'll wind up getting as well. The two things that the two similarities that the two women had were that they were both uh, Facebook pages. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that just don't touch it with a ten foot pole? Don't go there. What it? What's your take on something from a breeder that only exclusively has a Facebook page? Not something that there's a Facebook page that brings you to mm -hmm. another website. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's definitely a good point. The Facebook Facebook pages alone are an indicator because they're you know easy for somebody to stand up. It's not determinative necessarily, but yeah, I mean, I think. For us, the best the best indicators are when you start clicking through that and you start seeing seeing things like you know carefully look at the photos. You know, if you'll see photos that may be you know stock footage, you know they'll look kind of too kind of just like perfect. And in fact, you may even either recognize those photos or if you use some of the photo search tools, you'll see the same photos somewhere else. Because what some of these uh, what some scammers do is you know 
they don't have a puppy to begin with. So they basically go and they, you know, they'll scrape a picture somewhere. I mean, it may be, it may be stock footage. It may be off of a legit site. And so you will see some commonality in some of the photos. But that's usually sort of one of the first key indicators is kind of the photos. And then another really, you know, unfortunately, because a lot of people that are running some of these scams they either they don't put enough effort into how they do their scams thankfully for for folks so they there are some flags um or they or they're running them from overseas so another thing that you'll see uh, fairly frequently is kind of bad grammar and some weird kind of phrasing and things like that and so if you're seeing those things as well those are other kind of indicators that you've stumbled across something that's not really a, a legit service those are, you know, on its face, kind of two of the key things. You're right that if you're navigating to an actual, you know, website that's got some substance to it, that's a little more certainty there and rather than just kind of a Facebook page. But there are some, you know, legitimate services that do have Facebook pages up there. What about, and, and maybe, you know, this isn't exclusive to forums, but... You know, in my research and my reporting, I have found that some people will receive an ultrasound photo and puppies are in utero and mm-hmm. they're not been born yet. Mm-hmm. And um, is that something that is strange or off-putting? You know, there have been, and some, just some of my reporting, I found that people, that their breeders have started sort of like bidding wars between mm-hmm. people. Is that another sort of red flag just like maybe walk away yeah i would i would not be comfortable with that i know you know first off a a puppy spot um we only are listing puppies who are actually born and they're you know they're at a bare minimum of you know a few weeks old and and you know you can you can uh, see good pictures of them etc but there are you know there are some some breeders uh, and the like who you know their the demand is so high that they are you know trying to place dogs before they're born but I've, i haven't heard of of folks advertising off of in you know ultrasound photos i i would be very very, very cautious of something like that. And I would want to make sure I really understood the service of the breeder through several other third-party sources before I moved forward with anything like that. Right. How about with, I mean, I think that both of them, both of the people that I talked to used PayPal as mm-hmm. a way of setting a deposit. And yeah. Neither of them were allowed to touch or feel or play with the dog in advance yeah and conveniently the scammers completely played to the, the climate of the world and said right we're not doing puppy meet and grief because of yeah. COVID. we want to make this a contactless transaction and you're familiar with suzanne's story right so yeah it, it's it's all too convenient and no one is dumb it's it's not it's not a measure of intelligence yeah in any means you know something like that like that sounds totally plausible is that something that you would recommend you know i I want to ask you two questions in that yeah yeah one was about you know 
a contactless transaction for puppies. Yeah, so they're <clears throat> so you're absolutely right. The people are playing on the the current fears there. Um, the same the same scam. You know, people have kind of run the that and aspects of that in you know other other times, like in the holiday season. Anyway, even without the the contactless aspect of COVID, but that does. Def definitely adds an element where you can see where people might believe the legitimacy of it a little more but but yeah so the the payment the payment method is absolutely key because you know a good responsible you know service you know whether that's for breeding or you know if you're looking to you know adopt or you know deal with a rescue they're going to have set it up so that you can pay by credit card because that is certainly the best way to do it for yourself as a consumer protection uh, method anyway, because you've got the credit card standing there as well. Our experience and just ever in, in, in hearing Suzanne's story, it's very, very similar to like what unfortunately we've heard so many times with people where they're looking for, you know, Apple Pay, Zelly. The biggest one is like Western Union and any sort of untraceable wiring is, you know, the way they will often often direct payment for something like that and so that is a really key red flag if they can't if they can't take a credit card payment as well as just a an issue for you generally as a consumer if you you know you know when you're paying with a credit card you've got the credit card company that you can always go back through and address address issues with and so that's a, a really a big red flag the the part about you know not not being able to come see your dog ahead of time, like physically, you know, that's one of these things where, you know, when you are dealing with some remote services like ours, there is an aspect where you may not be able to, you know, touch and feel your dog ahead of time. But at the flip side of that, you know, we will, you know, provide photos, we'll provide videos, we will, you know, facilitate, you know, conference calls with the breeders. There's a bunch of things that we'll, that we'll do to help you kind of deal with that, that aspect of it. But yeah, again, we, you know, back to our, our photo question, if you're seeing just stock photos and, and people are saying, you know, please wire me the money. Those are things that are in particular, particularly, you know, concerning as far as that goes. Yeah, one of the one of the other. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. People are just being aggressive too. Yeah. Yeah. Like in um, both of the women that I connected with, you know, it was a it was a matter of days. Like, yeah. It was like a, a Thursday and then a Sunday they were driving. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and and you you mentioned you're familiar with Suzanne's story. It was like inside of a week. And yeah. And is is that is that an appropriate timeline, or does that feel rushed? As far as uh, completing the placement or adoption of a dog, yeah. Um, so there there are a couple of a couple of things there. So in the in the current world, it's it's a little bit similar at the holiday times, but with sort of the the COVID kind of explosion of you know really you know, interest in adopting and, you know, buying dogs, there is, there's a lot of really high demand. And so there is a, there, and a, and a supply issue, you know, um, you hate to talk about, you know, dogs being living, breathing things as, as, as a, as something to be supplied, but it is, it's true. No, I mean, it's, um, yeah. 
so there's a, a little bit of an issue of supply where you see some things accelerated kind of more than usual. And there is, you know, kind of real, real demand, you know, concern. But one of the things that should absolutely happen in any of these placements is you need to make sure no, no responsible breeder or adoption service at all will will agree to place a dog with you without screening you, without going through a process where they're asking you questions about, is this puppy or is this adult dog uh, a good fit for your family? Are you, you know, do you live in an apartment? Do you live you know, in a home? Do you have a fenced in yard? How active are you? Kind of walking through all of those things because they're, you know, they're going to be rigorous about that to the extent this is legit. And a lot of these services, of course, they, they don't, they don't do that, all of the scam services. And in fact, one of the things in particular, too, is they usually, they usually actually start by the aggressive, the first aggressive part comes in aggressive email communication, because it may be some, they, you know, they may be easier for them to crank through kind of that exercise. And then, then they'll get you like on the phone, but off of, you know, a main channel, you won't be, you know, it, it won't be, you know, a 1-800 number usually, it'll be something them calling you, although, you know, it's not always indicative. But but when they get you off the phone then, then it gets really interesting. When they get you on the phone, it gets really interesting. In addition to the aggressive tactics, one of the other things that you'll see, and, and it, almost a complete disregard for the, the dogs because you'll hear a, a lot of, like, none of this screening stuff um, and trying to match. But you'll also get some of these crazy, crazy stories, which, you know, can be... You know, they may not seem so crazy in the context, but they start becoming crazy. Like, you know, travel is really, really expensive right now. So we've got a travel surcharge. We need you to, after your initial Western Union payment, we need you to pay another one at this point. Or your dog is started traveling to you, but it's stuck at the airport. And I need an insurance payment in order to get your dog kind of covered. Or, you know, unfortunately, it sounded like some of the things that Suzanne experienced, which are very typical, was now we've switched to this different travel method. My car has broken down. I need more money to drive the dog to you. And just kind of this series of, you know, continuing to try to bleed you out of money that's in sent to them in a way you can't get it back. It's, you know... Yeah. Western Union payment. Yeah. Right. And and meanwhile, you are thinking that this dog is real. Right. Now the dog is a hostage. And you're exactly. Like, oh, you're you're terrified. Get this dog out of this shady, potentially yeah. dangerous situation. This is, a, this is a helpless animal. I need to. I need to rescue this dog. Yeah. It's a, It's really. I mean, it's really sad that that people go through these exercises and do this to people. I. You know. I, about 15 years ago, I, I actually was working in the uh, internet dating business, and it was actually very, uh, unfortunately, a similar thing with romance scams, they called them at the time, where you have some something, somebody that someone's got a real vested personal interest in, they think, because it's kind of built up, you know, over the internet with no substantiation or not enough. And it's this very similar thing where people, you know, would get a story of like, this person I think I've met online is, you know, stuck overseas. Can you please Western Union me some money to get me back? And and it's very similar. It's the same thing, playing on people's emotions, you know, really kind of a desperate, you know, attempt. So 
but those are those are the often the things that we see in the sort of consistent factors you know really the the photo issues the grammar issues the aggressive communication the 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 additional payments the payments by you know methods you can't trace or get back you know all of all of those pieces unfortunately you know we normally see them out there at the holiday times in particular and covid has just caused so many people to really feel and and you know kind of feel anxious and interested in getting a, a puppy and to your point it's susceptible to things like hey this is all part of contactless you know delivery this is why we need to do it this way please wire us more money yeah, I guess let's talk about the, the seasonality of puppy skin yeah. too. What's yeah. another time that people should sort of have a little, like, their antenna up? You said yeah. Holiday. So I think you want to be vigilant all the time, as with any of this, you know, good stuff. But I, but we, in the past, prior to, you know, the COVID experience, we saw kind of the same thing every holiday season, like in November, December, because there are a lot of people that want to either adopt a dog or, you know, get a puppy before the holidays. And or I uh, like it's a big gift to give someone. Well, certainly. So we are very anti gifting that gifting yeah, a puppy. Because, I've heard that. It's a, it's a huge yeah, anxiety for these little yeah, dogs. For, for sure. And also, you know, again, back to our, our point about screening and vetting the customer, we want to make sure that, that any match we make is a lifetime match. And to your point before, we're talking about, in our business, we're talking about the puppies who are, you know, they've got 10 to 14 years of, of, of this. And, and we want to make sure they're in their forever homes because, you know, if for whatever reason we don't screen well, that's going to be our responsibility to make sure we place that dog in a forever home anyway, because we, we commit to making sure we do that for, for, for customers and being in, the, in what we're in. But yeah, every, again, every kind of holiday season, every, every kind of Christmas time, you know, you see a lot of, a lot of people, again, trying to take advantage of people out there. And so what we regularly do is we've, we publish a set of tips. We, we enhance our own kind of screening, as I was saying, to protect the dogs anyway, but we, we push kind of that information out there. We've worked with, you know, different law enforcement agencies to try to help assist them, giving them information to, you know, be, be aware of it. And we've been part of some, some, you know, consumer protection groups and state groups, helping them publish tips about kind of how to, you know, be vigilant for these sorts of things, you know, kind of every, every holiday season as it's kind of rolled around. But yeah, in, in COVID, we've seen the same sort of thing. We've, you know, we've got a, a, a part of our website where we, we do a fight puppy scams submission where we collect information from people who've been, been victims of this so we can help kind of help them find solutions, but also help aggregate some of that to give to law enforcement folks as well. And uh, we've seen there's sort of a, a steady trickle of that, you know, that kind of comes in because it's out there all the time. But since since March, we've really seen an acceleration um, of that. And, and we ourselves, you know, I was just looking today, literally today, I saw, you know, five people report into us that they they'd been the victim of some type of uh, scam. And what is it on average? So on average, so normally, it's normally about 20 a month that we're getting. But today we had, you know, five today. And so, yeah. So it's really, really unfortunate. 
but you know there are bad actors out there who will you know prey on anything including a global pandemic as you know as a method to do that right terrible okay so let's let's shift gears a little bit here if let's say that this happened to me right yeah i'm i sent my money through venmo to and then i sent also money through paypal and then i also sent money through western union and then i was communicating with someone with a very like oddly generic name on whatsapp (laughs) and right i you know and you know they were aggressive and pushy and all of these things, and no dog ever materialized. Yeah, and yeah. I have my dog bed, and I have my dog bowl, and I have a dog name, and yeah. What do I do? Yeah. I I sent my money through, you know, digital platform. Right. The account that I was texting no longer is active. Yeah. It wasn't even. It wasn't even a real phone number. It, it, you know, it was a real phone number in the in the sense that, like, you know, it existed, but it doesn't connect to any actual landline or basically, mm-hmm. you, know, mm-hmm. you know, like a burner, to, for lack of yeah. A word. And uh, you know, what do I, what do I do? What yeah, do yeah, I do? yeah. So there's there's a couple of things, you know kind of, sort of on the front end that you could try to do even just generally be you know as this stuff is unfolding one is just you know other other than the avoid it completely we talked about but there's there's like screenshots and recordings and things like that you should just generally do with some of these types of of purchases you know you can do some some things along those lines that that if you have that stuff it may be may be helpful so what we what we do if when people come to us with that kind of experience is we help kind of them go through a reporting to you know there's an ftc reporting you can do there's a local law enforcement reporting you can report actually to homeland security some of these as well there's an fbi reporting that you can do and so it's really kind of pushing some of that stuff out because the law enforcement piece can be helpful the second piece is you know you can try depending upon where you are in the process of any of these payments you may be able to recapture them before they go through on some of them so if you if you realize quickly like usually the experience is somebody makes the first payment maybe the second payment and then they hear like the certain person's asking for more money and so they usually they can try to save the third one to some to some extent when that happens but those pieces you know can be helpful but it's kind of the assemble anything that you have as far as proof for sure any kind of tracking things we've been somewhat successful in aiding some some people who come to us in kind of navigating the ip aspects of what they have as traces of you know is this a, a website etc we've also done some things where we've been able to help them by issuing you know a cease and desist to some of these things to the extent there's a website that's actually standing up and there's some 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 piece of it is still there before it all disappears and so we've been somewhat able to succeed with some of that but but the biggest the biggest thing is trying to get through avoidance and trying to follow some of these tips to make sure that doesn't happen because that's why these things are these things seem to work is they can stand them up and make them disappear 
just like that. And so you don't really have many traces, but consolidating the information with law enforcement with as much proof as you can, can gather with regards to that, um, trying to, you can address some of the, you know, some of the domain names you may be able to go through the, the, you know, the host to be able to, you know, put in a complaint about about that. You can maybe go through some of your payment mechanisms to try to complain about the vendor as part of that. But, you know, it's really tough. I mean, once once something like that happens, your your money is usually gone. You've been emotionally devastated by the by the exercise. And then and through all that, at that point, you're even more interested in getting, you know, a dog if you still trust anything um, along those lines, and you don't, you don't have one going through this at this point, and so it's really kind of tough. But you know, that's sort of what we'd advocate after the fact. What we really want to do those get in front of it as much as we possibly can to try to get people to avoid these things and get, you know, these folks kind of put out of business. Yeah, uh, in my in my conversation with Suzanne, that was abundantly clear, right? We're, we're yeah. from, we're from two different generations. You know, I'm, a, I mean, one, I'm a reporter, so I'm just like naturally a cynical yeah. person. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're skeptical. Satisfied with anything. And, yeah. just like naturally skeptical. and, you know, two, I'm, I'm also a New Yorker. So there's that <laughs> layered upon that of just like, I trust no one that that's weird. That's shady, you know? And then there's, there's Suzanne in California and, you know, she's just like, you know, I give people the benefit of the doubt and, and, you know, just so nice. And it's like, Oh, maybe I should like tone it down a little bit and be a little bit nicer. But, you know, I'm something. So she said something. And I think that I made her eyes like widen a little bit. And, you know, when, and you're familiar with her story and yeah, you know, she said something about there was an address in Denver. And I was like, well, did you Google? Could you Google that? Address? Right, right. She was like, oh, well, you know, my, my husband's secretary Googled it and it looked like a house. And I was yeah. like, whose house was it? Like, did, right. you, did you look at the public record of who owns that house? And she yeah. was, no, I didn't do that. So what would you say to someone? How do you be like a little bit of Stephanie and a little bit of Suzanne and like come in the middle of trusting people, giving them the benefit of the doubt, but still being um, alert. Right. Yeah. I think that it's like a trust, but verify type of, yeah. you know, it's really kind of the way that you would, you would articulate that. Yeah. You don't, I also don't want to drive yourself completely bonkers with, you know, I need, I need to be, I need a blood test from this person to verify that they're a living human being. So, yeah. So I think, you know, there the lots of third party sources are, are a good way to check things out on the, so ask on the for front reviews end. From reviews. The you can look for reviews like on our, on our website itself, we, we have a platform where all the customers are pushed a review and it's administered by a third party. So, you know, they're all kind of, legit uh reviews you can look to third party 
sources as well. You can go to your Better Business Bureau to look for reviews. Of course, you know, you can look for, you know, Yahoo and Google reviews and Yelp and those sorts of things. One of the things to bear in mind with some of those, though, is also, you know, they're not necessarily verified customers, but they are a third party source for of information because you can get people reviewing something that can, can be a little bit odd, too. But but yeah, look to look to reviews, look to third party information with regards to with regards to that. You know, do things like just like you suggested, you know, if people, you know, pop up and you're looking at a website, if there's no if there's no address behind the website at all, like if there's no if there's no, you know, there's no contact us that's got like some physical address referenced. And then to your point, you can grab that physical address and then Google it and see if it looks like, you know, a building, etc. You know, the 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 any sort of, you know, customer experience, I would kind of track as much of that as you can find because, you know, any legitimate business is going to have customer experience, you know, up there. As far as the tips we already talked about, you know, if the photos look kind of too perfect and posed or you see them on other websites, that is a clear indicator. If you're looking at, at you know, grammar that doesn't look, you know, it doesn't look like it's uh, it's it's good grammar. Then that's that's an issue too, and you know I, I think there's the the types of conversations you have anyway. Like you pointed out as well that that Suzanne experienced very very aggressive kind of sales techniques, and to the extent someone's being so aggressive with you, it makes you feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. anyway. You shouldn't you shouldn't progress with that. To me. Uh, getting a decision like getting a dog is such an important piece and yes you might for some reason you, in these times of high demand you might miss out on on you know the dog right at this moment but but if if it's if your process is too rushed it's not the right you know dog for you because you know a dog is going to be a family member and a family member for the life of the dog so if somebody's trying to really make you make you make you feel like you got to get this dog this very second then you know i i would put the brake pump the brakes on that and and just really you know i I would would, i'd be cautious about that exercise yeah i think that i have a last like full circle question Uh Um, for someone who is reluctant to step forward and, and, you know, going through all these steps and you mentioned the FTC and the FBI and like, that's pretty scary for a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And some people, you know, that also sounds like a lot of work and, you know, they they have a new puppy. Puppies are a lot of work as it is. So, you know, I guess, for this, for someone who's reluctant to advocate or step forward, maybe talk about why it's so important. Sure. Um, yeah, most definitely. It's so important because of what we just talked about you going through as, a, as an individual. And you're right. It's one of these things. If you've been scammed in any aspect of life, part of you just wants to move on, you know, emotionally and just like, oh, this is so upsetting and so ridiculous that you want to just move on. But the only way that we can actually, you know, help eradicate this type of behavior is if we can, you know, if we can address it and and catch some of these folks and push, 
push forward to, you know, to to kind of get this out of the system and, and getting the information, you know, even if even if in the end it actually doesn't help us catch these particular scammers, but helps us, you know, push out better tips and other learnings to people to help prevent your experience from happening to everybody else. That is a win for us to, to some extent. There's some people, unfortunately, you know, and I can feel for them for sure, who they they are just so they take the they the way they cope is they they say I'm gonna I'm gonna get the, <laughs> these people, which you know it is a way of trying to deal with it. We've had a couple people come to us that said, "Tell me what I can do. Tell me what else you know you need. How we can go get them." And I've actually spent some time, you know going over with them, you know, their, you know, their even like zooms at looking at their computers with them, trying to figure out, is there a trace here? Is there a trace there? What, what we could do to try to try to help them do it. And, and I think it was in the hopes that we're going to advocate, we're going to do something, but also to help them cope because they were kind of, this was their way of doing it. They wanted to try to do everything they could. Yeah. I mean, to, it's, um, a, it's a vendetta at that point. It's just a yeah. ax to yeah. grind of like, I want to support yeah. on this. Like no one's going to stand after I'm done. Uh, I can, I can. Yeah. Not for sure. Yeah. Everyone has their own, but I feel like everyone has to make their own. If, if you've been a victim sadly of of this scam or any other kind of yeah. like you have to make your own peace with it and then it's for you to figure out mm -hmm. how you want to how you want to move forward and uh, that, that's really right that's really right. really personal decision for people i can i can understand that but it's not it's not easy to come yeah. forward and, and say you know i've i got got but you know josh i'll tell you Something that, yeah. you know, when I put this call out for people to connect with me for this podcast, I promised full anonymity. I, you know, I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you pseudonyms, mm -hmm. I'll, whatever you need. And both women that yeah. I talked to, they said, nope, put my name out there. It's fine. I want people to, to know. So right. I just thought that there was a yeah. lot of, a lot of power in that. Yeah. Yeah, there is, and I guess that's that's the same attitude that I was I was referencing. There's some folks that are just like, you know, I'm, I really want to make sure people hear this, and and yeah. we can address whatever we can do with regards to it. Yeah, and I think that as um, long as we get yeah. the money, I mean, I feel like we're never, and this is me being jaded, but we're never going to eliminate scammers off the face of the earth. Yeah, but if we can yep. keep money yeah. out of their hands. Or try to keep money out of their hands, and you know, these, yeah. and kind of put an end to these these fake enterprises. I think that that yeah, that's a start. I think maybe. Yeah, I think that. I mean, I think it's a great assessment too. If we can at least make it more difficult for them to achieve their scams, then that is that's definitely a a step in the right direction a, a start as you say so um cool oh my gosh we've gone so much over in time is there anything else that i i feel like we've come at this from like just about every angle but is there anything else that i we didn't address we can talk more about um the one thing we definitely have to do is i've got to go find picasso my bichon and so i can show it to you which i'll, I'll do uh, i'll do in a, in a moment here yeah, yeah, he's definitely a Picasso character. But I will I'll go grab him. But 
but yeah, I think you, we've pretty much we've covered you know a lot of the things that we've seen, and you know we've been. You know, I've been at this company for five years. We've been fighting this fight, you know, the whole time. And again, in the very kind of cyclical holiday uh, approach. And now the same thing with COVID and, you know, kind of doing everything we can. I think one of the things that, you know, I think, you know, one of the, f the factors uh, that people can do is they can go with, you know, services that they know, you know, if you know, you know, work with us you know we've, we've we put a lot of effort into into all we do it's a great a great way to make sure that you're screening breeders as well you know you can always you know adopt from you know any you know your local humane society is obviously a great a great source if they have dogs you know if they've yeah. got them you know available and the dogs that you're looking for but you know online you know there's a tremendous fantastic opportunities and you know again you know we're out there online but there's also you know things you need to be careful of as you kind of go through mm -hmm. all right i'm gonna go grab picasso i'll be right back okay. oh. <laughs> all right so in fairness you know this is the ungroomed picasso from you know three months of, of oh. being in you know, social distancing, but these are a little Bichon. Oh, so sweet. How old is he? <laughs> He's four. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Illegal Tender is made by Yahoo Finance from our homes in New York City. This season was written and hosted by me, Stephanie Asimkos. Illegal Tender was created, edited, and produced by Alex Sugg. Thank you to Josh Kreinberg and the team at Puppy Spot for sharing your knowledge. And thank you to Suzanne Smith and Eleanor for sharing your stories. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review for the show. Until next time, thank you for listening to Illegal Tender. Legal Tender.